0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: depends on what part of the world you are listening welcome welcome namaste welcome welcome another episode of the greenhouse effect radio show only here on blog talk radio it is September 24th <laughs> I was listening listening to last week's episode and I realized how fast September was It's going by, like,
2: September 17th. (laughs) Anyway,
1: I'm chuckling now about that.
2: Thursday.
1: It's Thursday. We are rolling down the mountainside here of
3: Wednesday.
1: Yeah. How y'all faring out there? How y'all faring? Did a family check earlier a chance to also check on y'all so how y'all faring out there? I uh, hope everybody is as well as always, and I uh, hope that you're able to find you know the balance that you we know, we talked about balance and finding that balance needed to hopefully make a better you uh, you know we encourage wellness uh, mentally, physically spiritually here on the greenhouse effect radio show every Thursday. Some of the things going to be changing too. Um, yeah, Rolling Down the Mountainside. That's a cold song, Made in Green. <clears throat> Excuse me. Made in Green, Rolling Down the Mountainside. I would sing it, but uh, that, I want to keep you guys listening, so I'm not going to mess it up. But uh, God is on the shot. Yeah, that's a hot That's a very nice hook right there. Um, but yeah, Rolling Down coming off of Wednesday. Pump day yesterday, a lot going on, right? A lot going on. Um, you know, we all know about what happened in Louisville with Breonna Taylor and the, the decision not to indict or some accountability in her death, but just an endangerment of others. So, 65 years to the date when juries decided that those that killed Emmett Till were also not guilty that there was no accountability or responsibility exactly 65 years to the date was that
0: right 55
1: I'm saying yeah bring over to 1 2020 yeah um we'll get to that in a minute uh so yeah you know a lot's been going on uh, passing of R V G. Um, you know, it's always the circus that's in town with uh, that resides in DC. <laughs> uh, always a circus, show, right? Hey, uh a quick reminder, and I had to remind myself this right before the show started. You know, please remember to unplug, you know, um unjack yourself from from technology and your devices. You know, I know that we've even mentioned stuff like that. I always make reference to different episodes that we've done here. Um, also on Wednesdays, too. But before I, I get to that, you know, just remember to take care of yourself. Like I said, we encourage wellness here mentally, physically, and spiritually. And sometimes you just got
3: to
1: unplug. So please remember to unplug. I hope you all were doing that either last night or this morning. Um, but speaking of. Wednesdays and Thursdays. Uh, in case you did miss last night's episode of Dysfunctional by by Design uh, with me and my dad, Bill Green, you missed a awesome show, a lot of fun, uh, very innovative. All pun intended. <laughs> boom boom. Um, missed a cool show though. Uh, you know we've been talking some of the. Similarities of Wednesday and Thursday show is that we, you know, talk about adapting, uh, identifying problems that exist and how to find solutions, even on both shows, rather than treatment or personal treatment uh, or, you know, dealing with different ailments, uh, adapting, reinventing oneself, you know. But we had an opportunity to talk with Marty Miller, a professional bowler, uh, you know, rode the circuit. Uh, champion high school coach, uh, lots of uh, girls, uh, high school girls bowling team. They've, he's got like well, I, I can't remember the exact numbers right now, but at least five are professional and over forty scholarships through bowling. I think forty-five or something like that. Awesome. But he's also the he was he the inventor of the uh, the pro slide, which is a very cool invention. Um, please check out our show last night on dysfunctional by design and we'll post that up on the greenhouse effect. But the pro slide, it goes over like you just real quick. It goes over your regular shoe, right? So you don't have to uh, get those clown looking shoes anymore, uh, you know, and they still spray whatever it is they spray you know, it's, it's uh, it just this pro slide goes over your shoe and allows you and gives you the same little slide, you know, for those that know about slide when you're delivering the ball down the lane, to, you know, like down the pins, those of you that are professionals, as some people say professionals, um, yeah, it just goes right on your shoes so and you ain't got to wear somebody else's shoe or whatever and uh, allows you to still experience the sport and recreation of bowling. So a very cool invention Um, by Marty Miller. So it was a good time we talked about the creative process, personal process, dealing with, you know, all kind of different things that come with actually inventing something, and most importantly, just the patent and how to deal with that. Again, looking at adapting with this new environment that we're living in, you know, how are we making uh, changes, how are we making things better for ourselves and for our people, Um, whether it be recreationally or community-wise or whatever. Um, But, yeah, great show yesterday. It really had a lot of fun. Um, But we will be making some changes here. You know, of course, um, my dad will will pop in later on tonight. Um, Already see him in the queue. Um, So we are going to continue to use Thursdays as our platform to deliver you good radio and discussion um, instead of Wednesdays and Thursdays. This way, you're not, you know, constricted with Wednesdays and Thursdays. You get to experience both of us at the same time. True, sure, you do get that on Wednesday, um, but still, you know, coming back to back with shows sometimes, you know, can be daunting on us, and I'm sure it can be daunting on you. So, You know, let's make it easier for everybody. Um, You know, I'm not going to go too much into that. So look for us next Thursday, uh, next week, first of the month, um, 1st of October, and a new show from me and my dad, Bill Green. I don't know yet if we're going to call it the Greenhouse Effect or the Green Effect or I don't know. The green dysfunction? No, it wouldn't be the green dysfunction. That's <laughs> that be, that'd be, that'd be, that'd be, that's a that's our own discussion. That's not for you guys. <laughs> Just kidding. So yeah, be on the lookout for that next week. Um, man, hey, um, I need you all to do me a favor. Now, last week I sent out a I sent out some smoke signals, some SOS. Uh, I needed some alcohol and 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 the alcohol that came through. Thank you so much, Sue, for the alcohol, because um, it was – you can't find it nowhere. The cupboards are bare everywhere, you know, um, down some Witch Hazel wipes, so that was cool. So, again, thanks, Sue, for that. So I'm sending out another SOS out there, um, and this isn't really I need anything me personally, but, man, can we please stop these challenges on – the social media social network, whatever I mean they're cool and all i- I get it, but it just seems so fishy, seems real funny, you know I, you know i am like post my firstborn. that sounds so you know what do you mean <laughs> maybe that's my Catholic upbringing, you know firstborns and stuff like that you know i'm 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 automatically defensive what you say um You know, post your age with my close up of my picture. But of course, we do that anyway when I profile pics. But maybe that's just me, Um, just me being me, you know, I gotta be me. Um, But I made a joke, you know, me and my um, social media, Facebook joke. Well, not really a joke, but it kind of was a joke. just just asking, pleading to stop with the challenges and, uh, you know, personal information. I mean, you know, you know there's a lot of uh, security questions that be they be asking too sometimes. I'm just like, mm. you know, retinal scans, you know. I'm like, are we going to be posting our fingerprints? Just put your finger as close as you can to the camera without touching it. <laughs> but it's cool, you know what I mean? If if that's what floats your boat keeps you balanced in this storm and wave of what we deal with. And, you know, you like it. Um, I love it for you. God bless you. As I say, God bless you. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, I'm not uh, – has anybody seen the uh, the Netflix show? Uh, the, I think it's The Social Network or something like that um, that, that goes into – well, not not the movie about the beginning of Facebook, but there's like a documentary or some type. On well, Netflix, huh? I don't know if you guys have seen it. I don't know if you all have seen that. I have not. If you have seen it, please let me know what you think. The chat room is open. If you are listening online, um, it's got a strange little format here. Block well, Talk Radio be having It's like every week it's something new, right? Uh, but the chat room is open if you are online with your blog talk radio account that you can make for free. Um, and I'm multitasking today, so um, Facebook, you know, you have Will the Greenhouse Effect, so, uh, or my personal page, if you inbox me too, that's all good. I'm feeling um, very motivated today, and I'm probably going to, fight off more than I could chew, but so what? (laughs) But, yeah, just let me know. Uh, You can always call in as well. Our number here is 516-453-6094. Like I said, did you see that Netflix Netflix, uh, social network movie? I just started watching that series they started about the Challenger. Um, I just watched the first episode. That's, uh, yeah, I'm watching that really slow, like kind of processing my own emotion during that time when the Challenger um, had a major malfunction exploded. Um, You know, one of my heroes, we were talking about inventors last night, actually. So I've got a few people that I always like to identify as far as my heroes are concerned. Last night, I got a chance to talk about Benjamin Banneker, self-educated astronomer, mathematician, uh, architect, designed DC, built the clock by hand by looking at uh, another watch. He he replicated a a wooden clock that that continued to tell accurate time for generations, decades. Um, So my other hero is Arthur Ashe because, you know, because I like to play tennis. I need to get back in the game again. And then another hero of mine is Ronald McNair, um, the astronaut, the brother that was on The Challenger. Bad dude, you know, black belt martial arts, you know, musician, um, scientist, and engineer, you know. Um, so, yeah, it's, I'm slowly watching that show. I don't know if anybody has seen that as well. And if you didn't know it was on, check them out, either one of them. Let me know, you know, what you think or Share with us your thoughts uh dealing with covid you know dealing with this time that we're in right now um, just this is the end of the end of the month this is the the end of the month. I said that really messed up the end of the month, the end of September here um in September we really didn't get a chance to talk about um, September, and I remember. Previous shows, there was always um, I was always had the opportunity to put like commercials or something like that, PSA or something about the month, the focus of the month. Um, So this month, and we really didn't get a chance to to mention it. I think maybe I did briefly at the beginning of the year, but uh, this month was Suicide Prevention and Awareness Month. So dealing with all of these things that are going on, um, I think now is definitely a good time just to check on one another, check on yourself, uh, check on our kids, uh, you know, just check on everybody, as many people as possible, Um, you know, make sure that that everybody is okay. Um, Nearly 45,000 Americans die from suicide every year, so with what we're dealing with, so much emotional contagion that's happening around the, around our country right now. Um, I think this is just something that we need to be aware about. And if necessary, um, you know, talk about it. Have open conversations, as we do here, about mental health, mental wellness, emotional struggles that we go through. And I try to be transparent with you all, um, sometimes maybe too transparent, <laughs> And not that I'm having any thoughts of suicide or anything, but I think it's healthy for me uh, to have these moments of transparency, um, just to let you all know that you're not the only ones out here dealing with struggles I might be having. Some things I may even mention and didn't even realize I I, I mentioned or acknowledged. Uh, maybe you caught it. But um, but you should reach out for professional help if you or someone you know is showing any signs, uh, showing any Any of the following uh, signs, Um, talking about feeling trapped or in unbearable pain, talking about being a burden to others, giving away prized possessions. Now, I tell you, if I had an RV, I'd be giving away a lot of stuff because I'm going to be out. I'm jumping my RV and I'm hitting the road. Um, So if I ever do that, don't worry. Um, but other signs include increasing the use of alcohol or drugs, acting anxious or agitated, behaving recklessly, recklessly, uh, sleeping too little or too much, feeling withdrawn or feeling isolated, showing rage or talking about seeking revenge. Now, I know a lot of us are very upset about what's happening right now and enraged with the lack of accountability that's happening to our people here in America. So I know that could be a little different. Um, So there are several ways we can go about getting help. Um, You know, of course, if you're employed, you have insurance, just look on the back of your card. Um, and see if your employer offers any uh, EAP or employment assistance programs or something like that. Uh, Call a local counseling office. Uh, The National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 1-800-273-8255. Again, 1-800-273-8255. This is rough times. And again, we need to be able to take care of each other, right? I should have told you all to grab a pen and pad And every week. I'm always forgetting that. It's like I got these notes here, and I'm like, why can't I think of that? Like, I know how I want the intro to go. I'm going to time the music like this. We're going to transition into this. But I always forget to write pen and pad, maybe
0: because I already got a
1: pen and pad. Anyway, again, overthinking. But um, we always like to remind you, I say we, me and my dad, me and Bill, we like to remind you always when – we have these opportunities to do these shows with you all to uh, remind you all to grab some pen and paper or something to write with. Maybe you've got some questions. Maybe you've got some things that may come to your to your head, a comment or anything, and you don't want to forget it. Write it down. Sometimes I won't be able to bring you in fast enough in the queue, or maybe it's just something you just need for your own personal, um, for you personal. You know Definitely do grab a pin and pad if you need it. But, again, this is uh, the end of September. So, you know, again, suicide prevention and awareness. And I think a lot of these things go year-round. You know, it's just awareness months, you know, breast cancer awareness, autism awareness, uh, just to name a few. And uh, here we just try to do our, our part just to spread as much knowledge as possible with everything. You know? uh, speaking of... COVID and coronavirus. Uh, looking at just the numbers from um, last week to today, and right now the current numbers showing worldwide is 32 million uh, diagnosed with coronavirus, COVID 19. And then the United States, 6.99, let's just say. That's right. I said 9-9. Nine, nine. If those of you who ever watched Ferris Bueller's Day Off, 9-9, nine, nine, you know what I'm talking about, nine times. So we'll just say 7 million in the United States, 7 million. So that's actually, in worldwide, worldwide there was an increase of 2 million, 2 million people look, since last week, 7 days. In 7 days, 2 million people have been diagnosed with coronavirus. Worldwide, in the United States, in seven days, half a million, half a million people. So I don't know about y'all. I mean, I, numbers don't. I mean, the numbers do lie, of course, depending on who's giving you the numbers and if they're correct.
2: Conspiracy theory? I,
1: don't know, I hear you that, but you know. I mean, I think we can get into the discussion about wearing masks any time of the day. If you're feeling like you want to talk about it, especially if you're one of the people that feel like you... Well, actually, I really don't want to hear why you don't want to wear a (laughs) mask. I really don't care. You know, because it really just shows a sign that you don't give a care about. And I'm trying to make sure I don't use any profanity here. But it's just like, you know... I mean, it's very simple to do, and just you have some consideration for other people. But, again, this being 2020 and the year of vision, like we said at the beginning, we see people for who they are now. We see a lot of situations for what they are, and there's just no sugarcoating that. You know, you just pucker up and take these suckers.
2: Um, <laughs> I don't really
1: care. But it would make for good conversation, though, seriously. I mean, I understand that there are people who work out. I understand there's people who have asthma. People have medical conditions and masks may restrict their breathing. I get that. I get that. But if you're just a healthy person and just don't give a crap and you want to march through, march through Target and have your own protest about masks with your other white friends and family, you're good. I'll, um, I'm going to stay where I'm at you go ahead and do your thing in seven days, guys, half a million here in the United States. So if you don't know your numbers, just check your numbers in your state or in your city or county or whatever, and just look at numbers for the last seven days. You know, Please take care of yourself out there. Please take care of yourself out there. And, um, you know, we talked about the circus of the government, the circus of what's going on in, in D.C. and, the continued lack of response, and their focus right now is the election. and Filling in the vacancy of RBG, moving quick on that, but have you taken the time to think about how this is affecting you, how this is affecting us, our communities, etc.? cetera? Um, just something to, to, to look at. I mean, looking at how the elections are coming up. And this whole thing with the vacancy with RBG, um, are you speaking of, of Ruth? Um, I keep wanting to say bad <laughs> Ruth Batter Ruth Bader Ginsburg. So and, and and I was looking for some responses here on social media today. Uh he's saying like she's the first woman um, the first woman laid was the uh, correct term. Late uh first woman to lie in state at the Capitol. But I mean you can just typing her name, CNN today or something like that. I typed in her name and today, yeah, and CNN. The first woman to lie and state at the Capitol, but Rosa Parks was the first woman to lie and state at the Capitol. Now, if I'm wrong, if I'm not seeing this correctly, again, guys, please again, you know, I'm, I'm sorry to say, guys, I know that in this time now, and it really need to be uh, correct in the pronouns that I use. So, no disrespect to my lady listeners out there. Um, but let me know if I'm, if I'm not seeing this Correct So Rosa Parks Was the first woman To lie in state At the Capitol And the second black person The second black person The first woman Second black person um, I believe that was 2005 Or something like that But You know what I'm saying Please let me know I'm uh, missing something But again These are the things That we need to look at um, You know find. You know They're so quick to give us Tell us that we've, we've got false information. But you know what? What I should have did after that, I should have contacted CNN and questioned that, right? So there it Oh, man, now I feel guilty. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke, ladies and gentlemen. I don't feel guilty, but I should have did something more. Uh, one thing that I'm, I'm working on um, looking at is just how to be more active and more diligent in your neighborhood. You know what I mean? It's I'm not saying you gotta go around and march and protest and wave signs of equality and and freedom and you know end oppression, but I mean just simple things like um, contacting um, the mayor or your representative if like uh, people got trash out and nobody's coming to pick up the trash. You know what I'm saying? Just not Turning and turning that eye away from what you see, and just utilizing the resources um, that's made available for you and for your neighborhood. Um, the other, some time ago, I had a discussion with a friend of mine, and I'll, I'll make this story real, real brief. And the only reason why I mention it is because I'm talking about utilizing resources, and it's interesting even now in what our relationship looks like with the police. So I had this discussion with a, a good friend of mine a little ways back. And what happened was somebody broke into um, their home. And they broke in their home, and they were there you know, with the whole family, shorties and everything, right? But um, nobody was hurt. Luckily it only cost like a little cash Out the purse they dipped in and ran Out the door you know Thank goodness So I'm talking To my friend and I'm like well did you Contact the police And the response Was no because it Is You know an increased presence Around the neighborhood and, I, and I'm and i not This is not verbatim but the thing is If, if they're in the neighborhood Patrolling the neighborhood They might harass me because now they've got this word that there's this burglar and I might get harassed. Now, I get that. You know, there's two sides to this. And in a minute, I might even, if we have time, to even talk about intent versus impact, intent versus impact. But just talking about this story and utilizing the resources, the reason why I mention that is because in my mind, I'm thinking you can contact the police, file a report And this way, there's a report made, so as far as the community, the block is concerned, there's a a record of this break-in. And then who knows? Maybe somebody else might have had a break-in last week or yesterday or three days ago, you know. Um, But you won't know unless it's recorded. Now, unless there's a neighborhood watch and a group of citizens, and we've talked about this before, and I love getting on that topic and how we can patrol patrol our own neighborhood, not policing, let's say, because I used the wrong word, got such backlash for that. But we can patrol our neighborhoods, right? Just like a block club, but not a block club, like a club like y'all partying, like a club like this is my club, this is my squad, this is my tribe, this is my block. Um, But unless that's recorded, we have to depend on the police to do that. That's the point of utilizing the resources. But I definitely understand, and it's really messed up in that response of even though I should contact the police, I'm worried about other issues that may come about. That's not my fault. But these are the 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 things that black Americans have to deal with in their own neighborhood. I called the police because somebody broke in my house, but now they're giving me a hard time because they want to check everybody you know, and they're harassing me. I mean, but, I mean, if you're not dirty, you're not riding dirty, your license is good, you know, you're not driving, you're not drinking the smoking in the ride, you'd still be okay. But it's such a quandary to have to deal with, I think, for a lot of especially black men, especially here, even in Chicago. Um, but, again, just utilizing the resources we have. Um i just remove that. I'm trying to get better at that. Maybe I'll double check that CNN. I'm gonna make a note here, double check that CNN article and see if they still say that and I'm gonna contact them. So somebody hold me to that. I need an accountability partner for today's show. Besides my dad.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I mentioned next week, next week we got a new show. Uh kind of a new show. Um next week, the beginning of the month. Yes, it's thirty days in September. So this is the end the deadline is coming up for a census census deadline census 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 if you have not filled out your census do it immediately less than a week away we need to be counted we need that those responses to provide resources as we were just talking about resources for our community uh, early voting I believe has started as well in some areas so research Talk about what's happening with Breonna Taylor and the uh, Attorney General. This dude, whatever, uh, what's his name? I'll get to him, and you know, I'm sure we'll get to him in a minute. Um, judges or whatever, you know, who's on the ballot? It's more than just than just about the White House. Locally, what's it looking like for your area? Locally, do you know? What judges are going to be on the ballot? Are they good judges? Are they dirty judges? Are they judges that uh, provide disparities with sentencing? Who are the lawmakers? Who are the enforcers? Who are the influencers? For those that are on Instagram, IG, you know what I mean by influencers. You're talking about this uh, dude. I don't even care what his name is right now. <laughs> and I got it sitting right here in front of me. I just don't even want to say this dude's name. But this attorney general, um, you know, that he's, you know, maybe uh, Cameron, you know. Yeah, yeah, Cameron. You know, he's, he's, he's fighting for uh, uh, another position. You know, he's trying to move up in the ranks, influence him, influence who are your uh, city council reps? Who's, again, attorney general? <laughs> State senators or reps? You know, again, it's not just about um, Trump and Biden. Um,
2: some, some
1: battles are best, you know, we don't need to go all the way out for that battle. I mean, we do need to go out to vote, but it should be a strong focus for that battle on a more local level. So whatever energy that you are putting towards trying to vote him out the White House, uh, I hope that you're also putting that energy, you know, towards your um, local ballots and local elections as well. And I'm not really – I've never really been one for the discussion with those that believe that – just not voting at all um, is the way to be. Um, it's rigged. We we can't control it. Um, they're going to just do what they're going to do. Um, if we're voting, yeah, you know, Republican and Democrat, as, as the Native Americans say, they're just two sides of the same bird. You know, there's a lot on their agenda that does not include black America. And maybe it would be just a little better to remove some anxiety, I think. To try to just make some things better just as far as our mental, spiritual, and physical wellness, well-being. Well, I just can't get with not voting, you know, What is the saying? Um the only what is it? The only this uh the only thing that's necessary for evil to win is for good people to do nothing. You gotta keep doing something. It's like the song say, I wanna be free. Um So, I mentioned intent versus impact a minute ago. And we'll kind of jump into everything else here. I kind of got along with it with my intro today. Hmm. I hope you all are still with me. Um, But I just wanted to to address this other uh, topic that happened here in Chicago recently. Uh, We talk about intent versus impact. Um, And I think this is worth discussing, even though it's a local event. I think a, a local, yeah, um, event, if you will, local thing that happened, incident, or protest, um, and we look at how we make, how we want to make an impact. You know, how we want to protest, how we want to champion a cause, and um, and in the discussion. I think we talked a little bit about. Um, intent versus impact also. Um, But in Chicago, we um, have this brother that's called the Dreadhead Cowboy. His real name is Adam. Adam Hollisworth. But the Dreadhead Cowboy, um, he rode for seven miles on the expressway here in Chicago on the Dan Ryan and for those of you that live on the familiar with the south side of Chicago, you know all about the Dan Ryan Expressway. Uh, so he rode this horse for seven miles on the Dan Ryan uh, at a particular time uh, during, you know, of course, any time on the expressway, so thick time in the daytime. Um, but he rode the horse, his horse, Nunu, um, for seven miles. But the reason for it was uh, he was. Um, promoting a cause, and it was kind of a protest, if you will, kind of like when people walk on the expressway to stop traffic, and the way he, he did the same thing with the horse. Um, it's uh, identifying the issues we have in Chicago of our young children that are getting killed in uh, senseless street violence. Um, random bullets, cut. Getting, you know, they're the ones getting cut down, and it doesn't at home, in a car, in a store, it doesn't matter. I mean, and mean, bullets are literally flying everywhere now here. Um, it's been a been a rough time, a rough year, a rough long time, but actually, not just a year. But kids' lives matter, right? And that was his thing. Kids' lives matter. Now, when I first heard my mom send me a message, she was like, there's a guy riding a horse on the expressway. When I first heard this, I'm like, oh, Jesus. Why the heck? And there has gotta be a brother, you know? The only person I'm thinking about is Dreadhead. So why the heck is Dreadhead riding so well, that's, I'm sure there's other people that always think why is somebody riding a horse on the expressway? God, I hope they're not running away from the police. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm, I, I'm I'm just I'm just being being transparent here. I'm just keeping it real, man. You know, if I'm like, Oh my God, why what is going on? You know, and I'm I'm texting my mom back and forth, and she was like, yeah, it's a black guy. And I'm like, oh, okay, that might be Dreadhead. Um, so, you know, I jumped on the computer and looked it up, and my man's riding, right? It looks like a movie. If you haven't seen it, like, look it up, Dreadhead Cowboy. I mean, just all you got to do is Chicago. Dreadhead Cowboy in Chicago, for those that's not in Chicago. And, like, some of the camera shots look like a movie. Oh, my man riding, riding that horse. Look at this black cowboy, this black man riding his horse um in 2020 (laughs) and the whole point again was about kids lives matter and there's a lot of innocent children that are getting killed here you know in chicago um you know he's got like five horses and he 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 tries to his hope is to uh, provide a burning farm or land or something like that where kids don't have to go children don't have to go all the way out to the suburbs of chicago City kids in Inglewood, because he's got a lot of roots in Inglewood. You know, the kids in Inglewood, they see this horse all the time. I mean, how many of you have actually seen a horse close up? You know, so these kids who may not have these opportunities that they get to just see a horse and and experience and interact with a horse or even ride a horse, they get the chance to do that and they get to learn more things. Uh, What he's hoping is that they get to learn more things if he can develop you know some land and stuff like that for them to visit instead of going all the way out to the suburbs. But the 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 end at the end of the ride at the end of seven miles, uh, my man is arrested, uh, of course, and uh, the horse is taken away. And it seems that the horse um, uh, is injured, and um, you know the the. There's blood coming from its legs, you know the hoofs or right or the shoes or whatever. They say perhaps you know it's just too much riding on concrete, seven miles, um, stuff like that, you know uh, and and the horse may even have to be euthanized. So you know it's a sad um, end of the story as far as just that particular day. Um, but, man, social media is blowing up, like, this dude out here riding a horse only in Chicago, oh, my God, blah, 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 And, you know, I mean, like I said, the first one I heard, I'm like, oh, my God, what is this Negro doing, man? You know, but then you realize it's for a cause, but then there's a lot of people who don't know nothing about horses. It's like, oh, well, he's out here riding his horse, and he's endangering the horse. Yeah, I get it. You know, I mean, he does have five horses, so I think he might have some more knowledge about how to take care of the horse. But they didn't come to find out that, you know, that uh, when CPD, the police department came on the scene on the expressway, one of their vehicles hit the horse. So some of the injuries came from CPD also. But everybody's on my man. point of it. The point of it is intent versus impact. So the intention was to bring awareness to kids' lives matter, to bring awareness to the fact that our children are getting cut down here in the city every day, every week, uh, senselessly, you know, uh, but the impact uh, was, was was where the, the uh, intention and the delivery, it gets a little uh, misconstrued, if you will. And the impact is, you know, the horse got hurt. Um, the message did not go out as he hoped it would. You know, the hope was to bring awareness. Now, we're still talking about it, so that's a good sign, right? But then the other part of it, oh, yeah, and by the way, the horse may have to die. You know, so intent versus impact. You know, our intentions don't always align with what we say or do. Um, And this can impact how others receive what we say or do, you know. So I hope that this is just something, and we can always discuss this at later times, but I think that when we look at causes and um, things that we want to promote, or bring awareness to, you know, as we find causes and things worthwhile fighting for as we deal with inequality here in America, um, just be aware of the intent and the impact um, and looking at when you're making these decisions on what it is you want to do, intent versus impact. So it definitely um, takes some time to look that up. You can always just Google it or type it up or whatever. So I'm going to just take a brief moment here I hope you all are hanging with me again. Thank you so much for spending time with me tonight. Uh, again, our call-in number here is five one six four five three six zero nine four. So we're going to take about a, let's take about a minute and a half break here. I'm going to go fill up my cup of mineral water and lime, and I'll be right back. This is the Greenhouse Effect Radio Show. I want to take a moment uh, as we come back from break. Um, I've been making some posts here and there, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. i got to get my promotion game back up. There I go again, Just giving you all too much information. <laughs> um, but I've been making posts uh, requesting um, people to, uh, you know, I'm asking how can I Or, how can we support each other? How can we promote each other? How can I support and promote your business? Now, I know some people say, hey, man, let me promote your your business. Let me do your thing. And sometimes I think that might get a little uh, uh, aggressive. You know, people's business is like their children. You know, you're not just about, hey, let me hold
0: on to your key, man. You know, it's like,
1: well, let me gently, how, how, how can I promote? How can I support your business? Uh, but anyway, I'm just putting that out there. And I like to always take moments to support and promote people's business, people's community engagement, uh, whatever it is that you got going on, and you want to uh, get some extra promotion going on. You know, please contact me. You know, Will Green on Facebook, The Greenhouse FX. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, The Greenhouse F X. You can always inbox me in either of those uh, connections, uh, and you know, just let me know what you got, and we can talk about how I can uh, promote for you, uh, or just put some extra posts out there. Greenhouse Effect, Evolved Entertainment, whatever. Um, but I think it's, think we should continue to support each other, and not just during moments of civil unrest, or when we get bad jury decisions, or when somebody dies, or there's an anniversary. We need to be consistent. I know I need to be consistent. So, in trying to uh, maintain some consistency, or begin some consistency, or however that works, I wanted to take a moment to start uh, the Power of Your Effect Spotlight now um, and in this power of your effect spotlight promoting a friend of mine his name is Milton Patterson Um, Milton uh, looking for professional barbers recent graduates beauticians stylists and lacticians for a new shop in Madsen now it's actually now pronounced Madison, And I only say now pronounced Mattison. <laughs> so those that this is really for my dad because my dad used to live near Madison or Madison. Uh, Country Club Hill. So we always called it Madison. You know, it's like like Jaguar. We called it a Jaguar. Now it's Jaguar. Okay. So <laughs> I had to throw that out there. So it's Madison. When you hear me say Madison, it's Madison. Where the hell is Madison? It's Madison. So that's the same thing. So Milton uh, and, and his uh, business partners are looking for, again, professional barbers, graduates, beauticians, locticians for their new shop in Madison. In Madison. Uh, if you know anyone looking for a shop with great foot traffic, a blend of professionals, blue-collar and entrepreneurs walking through the door, then have them reach out to Milton at 773-209-3748. Again, 773-209-3748. Or Carla at 773-220-1066. Check out their website, Game7SportsBarbershop.com. Now, that's Game 7, the number 7, Sports Bar, S-P-O-R-T-Z, B-A-R Shop Game 7, the number 7 sports, S-P-O-R-T-Z Barbershop, Game 7, sportsbarbershop.com. Um, offering a Class 1 shop thriving in the neighborhood, twenty one fifty six twenty one or 56 North Main, Main Street, excuse me, Main Street in that sense. Uh, if you sign up to join their team, they're offering $80 per week booth rent for the first month. Unlimited marketing, crazy foot traffic. So um, give Milton a call, 773-209-3748. Let him know Will Green sent you. And in, your, in case you are looking to get any information about um, maybe working over there, I need to go see him to work on getting a fade again, but i got to work that back in my budget. So that's our Greenhouse Effect I'll Power of Your Effect spotlight. Uh, contact Milton Patterson. I'll try to push it on um on the Greenhouse Effect pages as well. So yeah. So tonight I I, I titled the show Nancy. Um last,
0: <laughs>
1: last week I said uh, I said, nah, I'm not gonna do any more Deities, uh, African deities, because um, I want to look into talking about wealth in America, black land, what that means for Black America. You know, a new series that I, I want to try to that I've been trying to put together here, and this episode right now is actually going to be included in it. Um we even get to talking about wealth, I can't believe we're already approaching the top of the hour. But so I'll get very briefly into why I titled the show "A Nancy." And uh, Anansi is a West African spider god um, originally featured in stories of the Ashanti people from Ghana. Um, Anansi is such a familiar part of oral tradition of the Ashanti uh, people that the phrase spider tales has come to refer not just about stories with Anansi, but Anansi, but to all folktales and fables. Now that's A N A N S I A N. A-N-S-I. And some of you may have heard of Anansi before. Um, there is a show um, called American Gods and um, played the – so there's, like, these different God characters on the show. And one of them is um, called a Mr. Nancy. And Anansi was also known as Aunt Nancy. Aunt Aunt A U N T Nancy, but his name on the show is Mr. Nancy, uh, played by Orlando Jones. Um, you may have seen some clips where he's talking to some slaves, and he's telling them about um, basically, for the, the – would pretty much gonna be screwed. I don't want to be too vulgar, but he began telling the slaves. Let me tell you a story. And the story is a story about how a man got screwed. But he used the F word, <laughs> you know, and basically just telling the slaves on the ship about what's going to happen to the next, to their grandchildren and their great-grandchildren going through slavery and the things that we're dealing with right now, uh, dealing with slavery, the inhumanity, oppression, inequality, um, and so he charged Them to uh, Burn the ship You know rather than give in To oppression but if we burn the ship We're all going to die too But he's like that's a small price you pay in, in what you you know What you would have to deal with um, you know. American guys so check it out with Mr. Nancy I'm not going to get into the The whole delivery of, of That episode but so Uh, Nancy, um, he's he's depicted as a trickster, a trickster um, with human qualities. Like he takes the form of a spider or a man spider or Spider-Man or something like that. Um, He's mostly depicted as a small guy, um, small size, if you will, but he often gets the the best, the better of those bigger and stronger than him, by relying on his wits, he often uses his intelligence to avoid certain death, even, and even takes revenge on those who could who slighted him. Um, not like Loki. I know when you hear the word trickster, I, I, I automatically think about Loki from like Marvel, um, but Anansi is largely. Benevolent. So it's a very different uh, than somebody like a Loki or Hermes. Um, and the reason why I even mentioned Hermes, because originally today I was <laughs> this long title for the show, uh, like the rabbit hole Pandora's box in black America, or something like that. <laughs> That's what just came to me. And in this process of, of working on the show today, or just waiting, writing down these notes, like Pandora's box, okay, why Pandora's box was up a Pandora's box, and it's just all this
0: shit
1: that we're dealing with, right, all this stuff, and it just deeper down the rabbit hole we get, even talking about what happened with Breonna Taylor, just getting to that, it's such a, uh, we get into this rabbit hole, they dealing with justice and inequality, and okay, so then, you know, wanton endangerment, what the heck is that? There's no-knock warrant, what is that? You know, just pulling up all this other stuff that just continues to come up where we just can't find the same equality that we would expect to get because we've seen it happen for other races but not just for us. But it's just this, you know, how many times that we just got to look at at decisions and things that happen and be like, are you kidding me? You know, are you kidding? How many times do, you know, I think all of us have, have had that reaction. I can't believe they made that decision. But but they did that You see it all the time on social media. But if they was if they were black, they would've they were black, they would have been killed. No, they white. You gotta be kidding me. How come the same thing doesn't so like you know, always being tricked? The beginning of the series, we talked about this, the world of being an ISFET, using the um, the comedic deity ISFET, and talking about disorder and chaos and inequality. And then, you know, it just keeps going. the It just keeps getting better. But wait, there's more. So... That was the whole process with coming up with Anansi. It came from talking you know, looking at Pandora's box and looking at where we are today. I just feel like things are just, just trickery <laughs> going on. They say with Pandora, she closed the box quicker because she saw the, the bad stuff coming out, and she closed the box too quick. And when she closed the box, she ended up keeping um, hope in the box. Of all the things that came out, she kept hope in the box. And um, reading that, I I thought about Obama. You know, that's like hope. You know, not that that was the intention. I'm just saying there was just some connection with Obama. But um, so Anansi. So that's why we have the show tonight, Anansi. Um, This trickery, if you will, that I feel like we kind of deal with. And as Black Americans, and what we've been dealing with, what we've continued to deal with for since uh, at least the last, what would we say, sixty-five years so to, to this day. Well, yesterday, with Emmett Till's murders being released, set free, that still trips me out, man. Like, did they do that on purpose? Like, how did somebody? not know that. They should know that. I just feel like they you know. We've been talking so much about Emmett Till, too. And not just on our shows on Thursdays and Wednesdays. I mean, I've been seeing his name all over the place lately. Just seems like somebody would have been better prepared for that, even like with that whole football thing with them cats was booing. How are they allowing the booing to come through I need to go back and look at that. Were there people actually in the stands? Because when I'm watching football, I don't see nobody in the stands. I keep expecting to see people. (laughs) But anyway, I'm falling off the tangent here. Um, So we're at the top of the hour. Um, Again, our call-in number here for you is 516-453-6094. And again, looking at tonight's show, uh, we're dealing with the aftermath of yesterday's decision by the Louisville grand jury um, to not really hold any accountability um, for Miss Taylor's death. It just seems like another regular fight in the circus of, of, of on, on in DC, the circus on DC. But they just blame each other. No accountability. So we know, um, you know, what happened. Um, and there's still a lot of things that is not clear. I don't, I don't feel like things are still clear. Um, we have some clarity now just having to put all the pieces together, right? You know, we knew that she was killed, we knew that police came in and they they got the blast and um but even remember in the beginning we were like they filed a police report that was like blank? It was like so much stuff that was going on besides even what happened, it was like afterwards. After she died, it's like the paperwork wasn't even complete. How is the paperwork not complete? Like it's blank. And how do we let that happen? How was there no accountability then? Was there accountability? I don't think it was. It was like, okay, here, guys, this isn't filled out right. I need you to do this as soon as possible. <laughs> let me get my, let me get my, let me get my guy voice here. You know, um uh, you know, guys, we, we really need to make sure we fill these forms out as, as clear as possible here. Um, you know, there's a lot of things we left blank, like, uh, you know, ridiculous, man. If I had more time today, I, and I'm glad I didn't go down this rabbit hole, and that's why that whole rabbit hole thing came in the title. One thing that I wanted to look at um was in careers that deal with, and I'm not sure how to look that up, look this up. So if you all have any suggestions, I am more than willing to hear what you have to say. And it seems like I'm having some issues getting in the chat room here. I don't, I see somebody else is there, but, um, ah. There we are. Okay, I see you, Dad. I didn't see you early, man. I I apologize. Um, I wasn't ignoring you. <laughs> um, yeah, sorry about that. I I see you now. I wasn't again. I wasn't ign- ignoring you. Uh, um, yeah, bleeding hoof. Yeah, yeah, cool. Um, so I'll clear now. So um, yeah, if you know that, let me know. So they say they knocked on the door. Well, were they issuing a no-knock warrant? They're issuing it, or they're knocking. Uh, it's like, did they? Was it a no-knock? Did they? They? They did knock. They? They didn't announce. They did announce. They came just busting in. Talking about the police. You know, these and I'm saying this and I'm saying this because these are the questions that a lot of people are still not clear about. You know, I mean, we're getting all this information. You know, so they did knock, they didn't knock, they didn't announce themselves, they didn't announce themselves, they did, they didn't. Coming in in the middle of the night, busting in your crib, not announcing yourself. Um, and in the state of Kentucky, you know, that is uh you know, my man had a right to defend their home. You know, stay in your ground law. You know, they have a stand your ground law in Kentucky. So they just came busting in, and he was legally to carry a firearm. They come busting in, you know, I'm going to protect my home, protect my woman. Unfortunately... Even though the police supposed to serve and protect, that wasn't on their agenda, right? So we know all this. Uh, They fired the officer, and this particular officer they fired, they decided that he um, was not accountable for her death, and they just uh, gave him three counts of wanton endangerment, wanton endangerment for endangering the neighbors with the shot, the bullets that went through the walls, then endangered the other people in the other apartment connected to Brianna Taylor and her boyfriend's apartment. What I was going to say, I'm sorry, I got slightly sidetracked here. Um, I wonder, in talking about that rabbit hole, is what other careers that deal with life-and-death situations are there? Is there accountability? Now, we know, like, for example, in the medical field, Doctors, let's say, if a patient dies, there's some accountability. You know, there's follow-ups, there's counseling. There's all kind of stuff that goes on, right? But now it seems like, I mean, to me, there really isn't a whole lot of accountability anymore as far as the police goes concerned. Even though they deal in life-or-death situations, it's not really their responsibility to deal with or to be accountable. Now, this is just me just shooting off the hip for a second. I kind of keep falling off the track here, and I think this subject matter um, forces us all to do it, and that's why I'm like, man, make sure we're unplugging. Make sure we're taking time for ourselves, Um, and not get so caught up in, again, this emotional contagion, this buildup that I think we all are feeling. Um, So they got a... Twelve million dollar settlement, wrongful death settlement, and the wrongful death lawsuit, and got the uh, settlement, and then the decision comes out yesterday. So I can get into why um, why the police performed why they busting in? um I'm sure a lot of you have probably looked up a lot of it um it's a lot of you know it's it, to me it's a lot of hearsay you know she was she had a passive friendship with this guy that they were looking for it wasn't even her boyfriend that was living there it was some cat that she used to have a relationship with, but because they've seen her car at this guy's house before, because 'cause they've seen him still come by the crib and pick up some packages and stuff like that and Then after he left her crib, he went to some known drug spot or something like that. So there was just this connection in this web. This connection, this web, um, that was another reason with Anasi's title tonight, with the whole thing with the spider god and the connection, the web, all the web we weave, you know, looking at government, looking at all these things we're dealing with, law and wealth. Justice and all these strands of web. So now we're talking about this dude Cameron and his relationship with with uh, Mitch Mitch McConnell. Uh, what you say, Daddy? you said it in the chat room earlier. Remember, he's married to McConnell's niece. Um, you know all these little connections that's going on um, because Kentucky's law doesn't rule against police as long as they as long as they aim at who they intended to shoot. Kentucky law does not rule against police as long as they aim at who they intend to shoot. Yeah, I know that that was old news earlier that I was mentioning. Um, But I know we're still trying to put these pieces together uh, yeah so i wonder like again these careers that deal with accountability or dealing with lack of death now how are they different than the police but that's where finding out who makes those laws right that's where voting comes in then you know those that make the laws those who enforce and influence the laws Kentucky law does not rule against police as long as they aim at who they intend to shoot. You know, it's such a sad state of affairs anyway. You know, the whole thing. And then, you know, you got the other stuff. Police get caught up trying to get the ex-boyfriend to frame her, you know, trying to find... So they can redeem themselves. I wondered, um, and just a random thought, and since they had the $12 million settlement, but don't hold anybody responsible. How do you give a $12 million settlement? settlement $12 million settlement, but don't hold anybody responsible. Oh, yeah. Okay. Kentucky law doesn't rule against police as long as they aim at who they intend to shoot. I wonder if the settlement, if them accepting the settlement, anything to do with the decision of the grand jury. Does anybody know the grand jury makeup yet? I, I, I forgot to try to look that up Um What's the demographic, if you will? What What did the grand jury make up? Well, I mean, like, you know, men, women, white, black. They're all black, all white, 50-50. Does anybody know that? I would love to know that. I haven't seen anybody talk about that. And I know that, I believe, you know, Cameron did, made sure he didn't mention anything about that
2: Yesterday.
1: So if anybody got those numbers, you know, let me know. Um, But I wonder if accepting the settlement influenced the uh, grand jury's decision. What do you think? Wantoned endangerment. There's a lot of new words we learned this year so far, 2020. What's some new words you learned? Let's see, there's (laughs) entanglement. That was a fun word back uh, in July. Um, Wanton endangerment. Engagement and conduct, which creates a substantial danger of death or serious injury to another person. the other person, not the person, that's on the warrant. Uh, I see your comment in here. I'm not sure what what that is. Uh, Ears? Uh, But, yeah, if you know what the grand jury makeup is, let me know. What's a complicated process? I didn't know, uh, and I guess I was kind of going back over originally what happened, which was old news, um, because there was a, a couple of things that I didn't um, I didn't know about. Like, I didn't know that um, um, that the brother, um, you know, that he was legally, you know, at least legally licensed to carry, you know, Kenneth Walker. Like Kenneth Walker, you know what I'm saying? He's legit. You know, um, I was thinking like maybe he he did live there. You know, uh, I didn't I didn't know that he you know he did live there legally. Stand your ground. Um, but yeah, there's all kind of words. What's the other? Uh, uh, I'm sure a lot of us have been looking up exactly what a no knock warrant is. You know, how does that work? even though Louisville's mayor suspended the use of no-knock warrants in May, still. And there's been some reform, some legislative proposals that's come about since then. Misconduct, excessive force, racial bias. Um, But yeah, now's a good opportunity if you all would like to Chime in, sound in. Again, our number here is five one six four five three six zero nine four. Okay, dad came back. Twelve members selected, and they randomly chose a number that dictates dictates what charge they will sit on. I don't know what that what that what that means. Um, they randomly choose a number that dictates what charge they will sit on. Oh, that's how they – okay. that That's very complicated. <laughs> if you want to chime in, Dad, that's cool. Uh, anyone wants to chime in, press 1 on your phone, on your keypad. And if you'd like to share any thoughts, let us know which explains why it's a complicated <laughs> It's very complicated. Um, yeah, I'm bring you in for a minute. Maybe it'd be better if you can mention it live rather than through, chat, <laughs> through the chat room. <laughs> hey, how you feeling tonight? What's up, little Fredo?
3: What's happening, Daddy uh, No, it's, it's not something I'm well-versed on. I was listening to this thing yesterday for the first time, but, you know, it's complicated to understand a grand jury process. It's not like a a jury that we're used to seeing on TV or in the movies where 12 people or whatever the number is sit listen to, you know, the the case, whether it be the (laughs) prosecutor or defense. There is no defense in a grand jury. It's only the prosecutor. So what the the grand jury is ruling on is what the prosecutor presents. So in this particular situation, you had an officer who had several charges, none of which had anything to do with the murder of Breonna Taylor. It all had to do with where random shots went around different, into different places where different people lived. So that's what he was charged for, which is, again, the whole point that you're not charged for a crime regarding um shooting someone as a cop as long as you the cop shoot who you aim at you know and so figure that out argue about it whatever but that that in itself is complicated but for me the whole thing was even further complicated because of my distraction by my anger that Mm -hmm. just kept increasing as i was listening to the the um, overseer, whatever her name is, explaining um, what the grand jury is, was going to listen to, and they were, and she was using initials of each person, each victim, but none of the initials of the victim was ever B.T. was never Brianna Taylor. It was all of the people who, who, who were in different residences where bullets came into their their dwelling places. So that's what he was charged for and that's why the bail was only fifteen thousand dollars you know um and of course everybody was waiting to hear what the ruling about Breonna Taylor was going to be but what they got was a ruling that had nothing to do with Breonna Taylor directly and so of course for me the outrage you know is from this type of law that makes it clear that black lives don't matter You know, and what gets me is people can't understand, you know, why people would get mad at such a thing, this whole process, the whole way it played out. You know, it's like it's the law, so therefore it shouldn't bother you. You know, but what gets me is why doesn't that law bother other people? So the, the outrage is that people really don't act like it's anything to get mad about. So, of course, then how could they ever understand why somebody would get mad? But then, of course, they're not the ones on the front lines of being shot, mowed down. If the situation was reversed, where in American history. The situation has been reversed. Of course, they approach it totally different. But that's the – so trying to hear how this thing was being explained was difficult for me to um, endure. I I just found that I was just getting – more and more and since. And then I had to listen to Brother Cameron. I just had to. You Listening to him was like trying to listen to Fox News. But I had to try. That's the only way I could yeah. justify, you know, no point in me being mad about something I hear other people say. Let me see hmm. if, if it in fact me the same way. So I would listen to my man as long as I could. And it was my first time hearing the brother. And then after five minutes, I'd have to mute him. And then I look yeah. back up at the TV, and he's still talking. So after 15 minutes of dancing around like that, I realized, wait a minute, nobody stays on TV that long um, talking about one particular thing unless they're serving up massive bullshit. And so that became very clear to me without even knowing anything about this brother, you know, what he was serving up. And then, of course, as I read more about him, then, you know, it's like, ah, connect the dots, homie. So he joined yeah. that Expanding lists of uh, strange brothers and sisters who are anticipating Trump winning the reelection and anticipating the Supreme Court being redesigned to be totally conservative, and they're making sure that they get their foot in, in the door because they want house jobs. They don't want to be out in the yeah. field picking. You know. Wait, and let me get let me, the, get. let me get a. Let me get the background.
0: There you go, yeah, yeah. And,
3: yeah. and people don't know that's music because that sounds like an end joke, but what they need to do is watch Bamboozle, <laughs> you know, and then they'll, they'll understand what the end joke is all about. You know, playing the fiddle, you know, Negroes playing the fiddle. So this brother's playing his fiddle, Tim Scott, Clarence Thomas, Alan West, but, of course, Alan West has long since disappeared, you know, into the, the framework of obscurity. Herman Cain died. You know, and, 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 and then you got silk and, and what's the other one? Silk and and I can't remember those two sisters, you know, who 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 do the jingle jangle dance for Trump too, you know, and, and their whole Diamond thing of being like promoted. That. Diamond and Silk, there you go. You yeah. know, Hathaway and the other one, I can't remember. But anyway, you know, so it, it's this small growing number, you know, and all it takes is one Cameron, you know, to um to speak massive tones for a campaign like trump's you know what's interesting though is that none of these folks are listening to michael steele you know the brother who used to be the chairman of the rnc who um is featured on msnbc a lot you know and he's still a republican but just not for the party of republicans that exist today but this brother makes you know valid points you know um in, in regards to party politics but anyway so it becomes a more complicated process to understand as far as how grand jury selections, you know, um, are done. And so you wanted to you know the, the simple math of the demographics. It doesn't work that way. It's not like when a, a jury of your peers, you know, has nothing to do with demographics. It has to do with if you're American or not, you know. And so like a jury of my peers would be all brothers. That's in my mind, you know, so yeah. you know, I don't care about, you know, what somebody else, well, what's to make man, women, people, you know, no, my peers in my mind would be 12 brothers that are going to hear my case. That's what I'm talking about. That ain't going to ever happen. You know, um, so it does, doesn't matter what the, the breakup, what the breakdown is, but in the grand jury also is further complicated by like in this police officer situation, he had several charges. So depending on, what part of the grand jury is going to hear what charge they randomly select a number that dictates what courtroom they're going to sit in, you know? So mm-hmm. it, you know, it, it's all based on the way Kentucky law does what brother Cameron was defending in his whole half hour, almost 45 minute talk about saying, yeah, it's all bullshit, but then no system is perfect. Cause that's really all he said, you know, and, but his point was, but even though it is all bullshit, I stand by it, you know, and so it's like well, this cat has earned his his stripes for you know the rest of his republican career, you know yeah. um he'll he always have a seat in the house in in you know in the in the white house, you know, and you can decide that any way you want. He's kind of like rubbing elbows with Clarence, Thomas, Tim Scott, and the rest of them, you know, and I know people say well I know. No, this is the reality of the time. I don't care what people say. Well, that's not fair. Bad. No, what's not fair is what exists right now. That's what's not fair. And what incites, you know, this, you know, this outrage, you know, is in fact that people know it's not fair and they would rather that we just go sit in the corner and be quiet about it, you know, and, and that's the way it is with this present regime. And it's you know, it's, it's a regime. You know, and this this guy is determined to, you know, uh, appeal or repeal, rather, the thirteenth, fourteenth, and fifteenth amendments. He ain't gonna be happy till black folks are returned to slavery and women lose the right to vote. And whatever, you know, um, has existed in this period of time over the last fifty years, you know, he's determined in fact to make sure that to avoid him going to jail he's going to do everything he can to incite r- white rage to lead to the point of where he'll never have to be afraid of ever having to leave the white house. And it's not, it got nothing to do with making America great. It has nothing to do with, you know, um, a weak ass economy that, you know, he can say whatever he wants because he has 42% of the people who are going to believe whatever he spits out. It has to do that. This dude don't, it has to do with the fact that this dude don't want to go to jail. You know, and mm. he's found something that he, he's found a job that will keep him from going to jail for as long as he can hold on to it. And the people right. who follow him, they could care less. They could absolutely yeah. care less about whatever corrupt crap that comes out of his his regime. They could care less. The only thing these people are concerned about is having to give up their idea of what, American democracy is and their idea of American democracy has nothing to do with anything but them, you know, that it's the whole idea that they love to say what their founding fathers created. That's what they support. And them founding fathers had no concern about slaves. They had no concern about women. They had no concern about anything that wasn't a European white man. You know, so if you wasn't that, if you was, if you, if you, if you weren't that, they didn't care about what land you owned, Native American. You know, they didn't care about what your color was. In fact, you know, um, indentured servants, which were mostly white, you know, they didn't care about them. You know, and and women better not bat an eye at a slave, else they're to lose everything that they own. You know, so. Mm-hmm. These founding fathers, they were ruthless, man. They, they didn't care anything about the puritanical, Eurocentric ideals that they decided to come to America and plant and just not have to pay tax back to the ruling government of of, of England. You know, and, and, and this
0: yeah. is the same
3: the same fight. So it's a complicated yeah. process, my man, you know, to understand how the law works against some and works for others. But if you just look at how they're able to bend it any way they want, you don't have to look any further than the current, you know, a great pumpkin that sits on the throne in the White House. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And and of and of course, um I, I would think that wealth or the amount of money you got have a lot to do with that of course.
3: Well it does if you right. Or if do, it does, if if you're anything, you know, um, other than look, me and LeBron James share one thing in common: we're both minorities <laughs> as far as the rest of America is concerned. And his money doesn't do anything to help change that status. After he's right. done, he's still considered to be a minority, you know. So his money doesn't change the status that he's been relegated to by a government that really does not have his best interests in mind. I think it's great that him. And his influence is raising some consciousness, you know, around the sports arena. But still, we even, attract, we even in America, we even deal with the whole issue of sports in kind of a schizophrenic way. We act like somehow sports is separate and has nothing to do with politics in American society. That's fine until you start looking at the demographic breakdown of the athletes who dominate the sports arena. It's like so these folk, these dudes and these young ladies get out here and they perform, and that's all that people want from them. I want a hell of a lot more from black athletes than performance. As a matter of fact, I would rather that they forego performance to deal with a change of social policy. But of course, now I'm talking crazy, you know. And so yeah, the yeah. schizophrenia, there's the schizophrenia right there, you know. I mean, it's cool that LeBron gets out there and, and wants to open up all these polling places. But, hey, my man, as far as I'm concerned, you're still out there performing for those who are paying your paycheck who still call you a minority, my man. So it's yes. like, are y'all, are y'all willing to forego that? You know, boycott the sports arena for a year. You know, hell, America can't, America can't handle staying inside for a year to avoid yes. dying. You know, what man. the hell is it going to do if, yeah, Lord, we ain't got sports then either? <laughs> no, no, oh, boy. God, you know? Oh, man. <laughs> I'd rather die than go without sports. Yeah, you know, that's crazy. <laughs> that crazy country. Man. You know, and, and everything that goes against the 42% of, is, is a conspiracy. You know, I mean, it's just, it's amazing. You know, science, you know, education, knowledge these are all contraindicated when it comes to living in an American democratic society. You know, you're supposed to be stupid and white, you know, stupid and white. You can be white, but you ain't a real American if you, if you ain't stupid on top of it. You know, it's (laughs) it's, it's, it's amazing, man. It's just amazing. You know, and people are going to, you know, look at brother Cameron married to McConnell's niece. And of course, People would have to understand Mitch McConnell, and they would have to understand that he's the majority head, and he's the guy who said he was determined that that Obama would be a a, a one-term president, and he's the one that sat on the, um, the, the 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 one opportunity that Obama had to appoint a relatively conservative um, individual to the Supreme Court. It's like, no, we ain't going to let that happen. You know, we're going to do everything we can to you know limit your power because we control the Congress. You know, people don't talk about, you know, what Obama had to deal with for eight years in being able to come about the successes he did. So, of course, because people don't talk about that, people don't talk about how Trump has made it a point in four years to destroy everything positive that Obama did, which includes things like water, air, and food. Let me think. Hmm. Aren't those the things that that Americans need to survive? No, instead, he's got no problem, problem poisoning our water, polluting our air, and absolutely ignoring the issues about our food. And why would somebody say that? What do you mean, Bill? Have you looked at the number of people that are dropping dead who work in the processing plants that are dealing with meat? It's just an amazing thing that people just simply don't care. So you got to wow. be stupid and white you got to be stupid and white in order to be able to support this catch you just have to be there's no other way it can work there's no other wow. way it can work you know and what i mean by stupid i'm talking about ignorance to current events that's what i mean by stupid yeah. i ain't talking about stupid by getting all d's in school no i'm talking about just turning a blind eye to current events and saying you know you know black lives don't matter because black people kill black people okay so what yeah. about white people who kill white people Well, that don't matter because they got their first and second, you know, um, bill of rights that that allowed them to do that. Ah, Okay, so now that makes sense. So as long as I can have an assault rifle, then I have every right to kill all the people I want. That's what it means to be white in a a democratic society in America. But black, uh, you know, now because black people kill black people, which isn't true. I don't know anybody in my family. I don't know anybody in your family. And I don't know anybody in the families of those I know that kill black people. You know, I I don't you know, like I, I'm sure black crime happens, but it doesn't exist in, in my family circle or friends or anybody, you know. So I don't know who they're talking about, but they do because they're called minorities. So that means me and and, and and Joe Willie, the drug dealer. You know, we're all minorities. So that means it applies to all of us, man. And I'm sorry for Spending all this time talking, you wanted to. I heard you say we'll just take a minute, and you know I already took ten. <laughs> so uh, I'm, I'm, glad up, did, I, I'm, yeah. I'm glad
1: you did, though. I I'm glad you did because I know you had a lot that you wanted to share uh, in regards to what what we're dealing with 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 uh, Brianna Taylor and everything. So you know I the thing is, clear.
3: man. Yeah, but the thing is, and I'm a i am I really am. You know, the thing is, people. Republicans or the Republican outlets like Fox and and those idiots who speak for them like Hannity and Rush Limbaugh and and that guy Tucker Carlson Carlson and and the rest of them they say whatever in the hell they want and the president they say whatever in the hell and that that idiot box you know in in Kentucky they say what in the hell they want but then these folks who you know, are relegated to the idea of being independent or or Democrat, you know, they they have to gauge their words. Like I remember, you know, like uh, Michelle Obama was saying, when they go low, we go high. Well, man, forget that. When they go low, i got to go down there with them because staying high gives them permission to come out on top. As long as I stay high and they go low, they're going to always come out on top because we're so busy worrying about the words, we're not paying attention to the actions. And the actions is what's kicking my ass. And they're saying that's what they're going to do. So me talking about going high or me talking about, you know, trying to be politically correct and, you know, not calling an asshole an asshole, you know, it's not doing anything to change public opinion. So, you know, um, it... it, You know what I – really, I've said it all after I say this. What I need – I'm not going to say we because I can't speak for him. What I need is a black view of the news. That's what I need. Not black folks talking the same news. I need a black version of of Tucker Carlson. I need a black version of Hannity. I need a black Rush Limbaugh. I need somebody who's on the social media who's going to get up there and talk shit. You know, it, it, from a black point of view, and excuse my language, man, but this is what I mean. That's my language. You know, I'm tired of using their language to express my anger. I need to use my language, man. So I'm done. Sorry, man, for you know, going negative no, on I, the show.
1: No, I'm, I'm, I'm writing my notes down here. Like, man, that's a great idea. Like. And how
3: would that look? What would that look like? <laughs> it would look like Not something the... that we need. That's what it would look like. It would look like something that we need to hear instead of us saying it all in the in the beauty parlors and, and, and on Facebook or wherever. You know, we need to have it on these outlets. You know, we need to have these folks who are going to, you know, like, you know, hey, I, I like Joy Reid. You know, I know Brother Al, Reverend Al, been around since, you know, the – rental bowling shoes
2: <laughs> yeah, like
3: of, knows what we talking about when i bring that up you know uh, that was last night show. you know yeah you know but like there are no more old guards you know there's no more malcolm saying what malcolm said you know there's not even really a a a, a martin luther king jr saying what martin luther king jr said you know you know there, there's not a, a a russ meeks there's not a stokely carmichael there's not a h rap brown there's not a medgar evers there's not a um Eldridge cleaver you know there's not a the old bobby rush not that 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 ghost dog that walks around in, in chicago but the old you know God. yeah that's right okay you know you know you know that you know,
0: not,
3: you know not, i don't know what happened to jesse but you know jesse you know ain't jesse you know he you know i don't know what happened to him but you know he's something else now you know they you know, we don't have, even, even Coretta Scott King came with some fire. You know, we don't have none of that. Angela Davis, you know, she, but we don't have a, a new Angela Davis, you know, and, and the old Angela Davis is still out there. The old Nikki Giovanni is still out there, but that media is making sure that they avoid them. You know, but we still hear from, you know, from the, 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 the person, I forgot her name, it escapes me. I didn't forget her name. It's just when you get to be my age, sometimes names disappear in the attic for a minute. Betty Friedan, you know, the, the, the National Organization of Women, um, um, not her, but the other one, um, Stein, Stein somebody. Um, I can't think, of, but Gloria Steinem, you know, we'll still have them folks pop up, but we ain't got no, you see, if I had my own black view of the news, Angela Davis and Nikki Giovanni and even Martin Luther King III, I would prop him up, you know, to start spitting out some stuff. You know, I would find everybody I could. I might include Tabby Smiley if he's gonna stick to the script, you know. I might include a Cornell West, you know, if if he can you know if he can be real and not be a caricature <laughs> of himself for a minute. You know, yeah. I mean but we, we we need these folks to get out there and just, you know, talk their stuff to me from that medium allowed him. Instead of this instead of this kind of I don't know. It's almost like we as black folks have to take this stance of being about everything else and not to think like, you know, you, you want a show that talks about black wealth. But our problem to me in talking about black wealth is that we pursue black wealth and ignore the issues of social commentary along the way. Like as long as I got money, then I can rise above the calamity of society. No, see, that's, this is our problem. You know, we have yeah. to understand one is supposed to be able to dictate the other, not to have it means to avoid the other. You know, the more yeah. wealth I have, the more I can dictate social policy. But what we do as black folks, we give our wealth away to those who are already wealthy. You know, yeah. Tommy Hilfiger. You know, no, we 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 need to be Nike. You know, um, um whatever these labels are, we need to be walking around with. You know, with with Joe Willie or or, 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 or Freddie Dude or you know on a, you know the, that's the labels we need to be wearing, but we got it in our heads that if it's our stuff, it ain't it ain't as good. It, well, okay, so what? If we are wearing our stuff, then the quality of our stuff will improve. It's just like anything else. Our black movies ain't gonna ever improve until our our black scriptwriter uh, qualities improve. But of course, black scriptwriters are gonna stick to old stereotype scripts. 'Cause they want to be able to get their movie on the on the, they want to get be able to get their script behind the movie that's gonna be presented by Hollywood. So we get the same old nineteen sixties movies of black folks that in the sixties we call them black exploitation. What the hell do we call them now? Because we're getting the same crap we got sixty years ago. We're having oh, the yeah, same they just stereotype. Redo it now. You know, yeah, and the only thing you know, it. we had Afro's back in the sixties. Now we got what? What is that fake ass hair we wear now? You know, it's not even American. <laughs> but it, it, you know, I, man. Anyway, but I'm old. I understand, and I got issues. So I'm, I'm done, man. I'm sorry. No,
1: yeah, you. The same issues you got are the issues we're going through right now,
3: which is another reason why we're so
1: upset. And I'm sure you know why you're saying angry, and and you know, because you're saying it. I mean, geez.
3: You know, the only issue I had with rap, (laughs) because I had to learn that rap performers are, in fact, artists. And they are. The only issue I had is, like, we take, you know, we were taking our anger out on each other. you You know, man, it's like the anger is legitimate, but the only way we can sell it is as long as it's directed toward each other. Oh, man. That's what I... That's what I loved about growing up. And I didn't even know how much I appreciated the 60s until they left, you know. But, man, I'm so glad I still have the memory of them, you know. Mm-hmm. That's what we put everything out on the table, man, you know. that's. But, of course, they figured out a way to deal with that shit, man. You you think brothers are being, sisters are being mowed down now, man. <laughs> Look here. We, we didn't have camera vests and, and and Internet and all that, man. Fred Hampton, Mark Clark, already know. You know, the whole Black Panther Party. Why do you think Bobby Rush is is very political right now? That brother knew that shit. He better toe the line, you know? I mean, anyway. All right, I'm done. Yeah. move everybody. Sorry.
1: Oh, it's okay. We're we're all adults here. It's all good. Uh,
3: Yeah, but I'm supposed to respect that. Yeah, I'm supposed to go high. (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, I went low early. I did use bad words, so it's okay. I mean, it happened. No,
3: I heard, you. I heard you. I heard you use one word. They gave me all the permission <laughs> I needed. <laughs> yeah.
0: See, you know what always
3: keeps me it, but you, keep, you always keep me under control. You allow me one word per show, man. But I heard you today, and I said, all right, then, you know, that's it. The jig is up. I can just go crazy. So I apologize, well, So
1: no, no, no. It's it, it's okay. We're all we're all in, you know. We, man, you know, we're we're all in such, some emotional state at this moment. So I think a little profanity is okay. Might even help reduce some slight anxiety. So I think we're good. I, I Works for me. Get <laughs> yeah. You know, it'd be different if we were just on here and you know, and, yeah, yeah, just slinging know, and, it, yeah,
3: just slinging and, you it. You yeah. Know, right. 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 Yeah, and these white it, people, right. they, they yeah. you
0: know, yeah, yeah, to the people, you know, yeah. mode, you know, so, you know,
2: I
3: and, mean, yeah, yeah and, and we just start using that language for white and black until we don't even know who we're talking about anymore. But everybody MF, <laughs> <Well, enough. laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> which yeah. ones? Yeah, Okay, take your pick.
3: Yeah, yeah. They all in MF. You know, and I mean, yeah, you they know, are. In the political arena, you said it earlier, it, it's a joke. But it's a joke that exists. And we aren't getting the joke. That's what gets me, you know. Everybody's getting the joke but us, man. You know, this political we're, arena we're, is nothing but one big joke, man, and we're the joke, right? Yeah, yeah, we're, we are
2: the joke. Yeah. That's, that's what
1: yeah. it
3: is. We continuously, you know, yeah. are the joke. Everybody's laughing at us, but us. You know, and, then, and we're getting angry because we don't get the and joke. Then, right. Yeah. I was just uh, about
1: to say, and then they and then they get mad because
3: we get mad, or they start tripping yeah. because we get upset yeah, because we yeah. don't get the joke. Yeah, and they got something for us when we get mad. You know, it's called the police. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and whatever
3: they miss, they got the militia to back them up. You know, it's like, man, you know, this is, a... and, and if it gets out of hand, they still got the national Guard. So We got three waves to have to contend with, you know, while we're shaking hey, our even, fists. And, it's like, nah, man, and don't yeah. even forget about infiltration, you know. Infiltration on top of it, man. You know, it, it, it's, and some people don't even know what you mean. And, you know, that brother in Kentucky, Cameron, he's yeah. an infiltrator. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, it, it, it's not always covert. Sometimes it's it's amazing. It's amazing how overt it is. And we just turn a blind eye to it. It's amazing, you know, just to make a book, just to turn a book, man. You know, we turn a blind eye to it. I can't watch, I mean, I still do, but I can't watch, you know, uh, sports shows like I used to. You know, I used to just watch them and just enjoy the entertainment of it. But now, even when I'm watching them, I'm feeling guilty. You know, I mean, like you said earlier, who's booing when there ain't no people in the stands? You know, so (laughs) what are are they talking about? You know, and that question ain't been answered, has it? (laughs) (laughs) I've been meaning to go back and look at that. I mean, you know, all these things
1: coming around. No, you're right. There you know, ain't no people so, in the
0: stands. So who the hell
3: is book Are they piping in pools? <laughs> you know <laughs> what the hell is going
0: on, man? How does that it's happen, crazy. man? You know, it's crazy, man. It's
3: crazy. It, you know, it's it's the state of affairs right now, man. And I was trying to explain it to one of my white friends. I'm really, I ain't got. I mean, like Ruth Ruth Bader Ginsburg and you know, all all the tragedies that have befallen American society, yeah, they are what they are, you know, and it is a tragedy about the untimely death of someone like her, you know. But I tell you, and I'm saying but, you know, um, for as much as folks hide her, hold her in high esteem, she was doing what she was doing, you know, on the Supreme Court, and prior to that, from the courtroom, a cat, a cat like John Lewis was out there in the streets getting his head knocked, crashed in, you know. So it's like, can we just say one is equal to the other or can we recognize the status of American society is so dictated by one that we want to compare equal to the other without understanding, no, you know, the one has not changed while the other has, you know, there is a strong women's movement right now that is truly affecting, you know, the turn of events in American society and about time. But for some reason, black men are still held in the same, you know, stationary status of invisibility that we always have been. It was just so many of us in the 60s, people had to notice. And it was scary because they didn't know which one of us was going to show up. They didn't know if King was going to show up or Elijah Muhammad. (laughs) You know, Cassius Clay became Muhammad Ali, and it's like, oh, shit. You know, Jim Brown stepped (laughs) off the football field and, got into Hollywood, not the Jim Brown who showed up in the White House with your boy Kanye, but the Jim Brown before he had all the brain damage, you know. He showed up on the TV screen banging every white chick he could get his hands on. Oh, America couldn't handle that.
0: You know, it's like, oh my God, what's
3: happening to these black men? They're going crazy. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, I love the 60s for that reason. We was coming from all angles. You know, we was coming from, from the pulpit. We was coming from... From politics, the political arena, we was coming from Hollywood, we was coming from, you know, John Carlos and Tommy Smith raising their fists in, in Mexico, man. We was coming out of the rafters. It was like folks could, it's like they couldn't handle it. They were going crazy. These black men are nuts. We got to get them back under control. And so they did. They started shooting us, you yeah. know. Yeah. That shut us up real quick. Yeah. These they were with to paying us off. Yeah. Either shooting us or paying us off, man. Shooting us or paying us off. But we still had somebody like Thurgood Marshall. Who we got now? Oh, Clarence Thomas. Oh, my God. You know, so, you know, man. I love the movies that Chadwick did for the for the brief time he had to do them. You know, my man, I was watching Marshall last night thinking, you know, how apropos, but how many people will watch the movie and not tie it into the current events? I was watching Armistad the other day thinking, you know, what a powerful movie, Steven Spielberg, you know, Jew boy, you know, love his movies, you know, love, you know, the fact that he did the color purple, you know, which didn't win one damn Academy award and out of Africa, about two white people in Africa, Robert Redford and and Meryl Streep, won every award. (laughs) I just thought that's so American. You know, (laughs) he got these two white people in Africa and it wins every award. Then you got the color purple, is about black folks in America
0: that didn't win a damn thing. <laughs> it's
3: amazing, man. It's just amazing. But that's, I'm watching this movie, Armistad and I'm thinking, you know, how, see, the movie Armistad pointed out one thing, the value of right, no matter what. You're talking about as conservative of a Supreme Court as you could get. Yet that Supreme Court, because it had one person, John Quincy Adams, speaking up for Africans who were thrust into servitude, led by Sinke, right, spoke up for them in the Supreme Court, but did the law to present the law. And the Supreme Court, being the Supreme Court, because it's dealing with fairness, not politics, had no recourse but to reverse the decision and set these Africans free and gave them the option of either going back to Africa. Or staying in America as free citizens. See, that's the stuff I'm talking about. That, you know, America doesn't like history because history reveals its flaws. It likes to throw crap up. You know, like it, it loves to bring up Lincoln without talking about the history of Lincoln. It just serves up what it wants to, as far as American history is concerned. And you know what my favorite saying is. You know, until mm-hmm. lions have historians, hunters will always be heroes. man. You know? Yeah, all right. I, I promise I'm through now, man. I really.
1: Oh no, it's all good. I mean, it actually just kind of gave a nice preview, um, I think, into what our listeners can expect, um,
0: you know, upcoming
1: Thursdays. You know, I mean, Amen. that was kind of cool, actually, looking at it, which was unplanned, ladies and gentlemen. Just taking the first totally. half of the show and then. You know, and then I wasn't my even dad gonna, coming I in. Wasn't even in. I wasn't
3: even going to cue in. I wasn't even going to. I was just going to do my comments on the chat room, man. So I. I, <laughs> I, 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 I <laughs>
1: well, it helped, though, because it's, it's, I wasn't familiar with the grand jury and, and how that came about. So, you know, I, I appreciate
3: you coming in to clear that up. And I'm sure anybody else. I'm not sure I, I did, though, man. I, you know, because I'm not clear, you know. But I am going to well, be clear about it next week. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Yeah, even just that, I mean, helps,
3: you know, just to understand that
1: if you're not getting it, you know, that that it's just not clear yet. But, you know, I mean, looking at at tonight and, well, you know, afterwards and just looking at where we are and, you know, that's why I was just uh, looking at, I guess this really wasn't really a part of the whole wealth in America thing, except for the disparities, disparities of, let's say, right. sentencing and things like that. Right. But, right. you know, just the, the inequality of justice, if you will, and it comes in so many different forms, you know, as far as accountability is concerned. Or, again, um, sentencing, you know, we, we get a whole yeah. bunch of years and, and they get, like, months in community service. You know, um, but again, you you mentioned it, you know, in wealth and having wealth and using that wealth to dictate social policy um, amen i guess i guess I guess also maybe community building too, huh uh, uh building community wealth, things like that, yeah,
3: absolutely, and you know the thing though that you started talking about, hopefully we'll revisit, you know, I mean, because it's a beautiful thing, intent versus impact. Yeah, yeah. Man. You know yeah. what a beautiful topic. Intent versus impact. Yeah. You know, that's like do we dictate social policy or do we or do we react to it? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely something we need to follow
3: up in.
2: <laughs> Amen, like, yeah. yeah.
3: Where do we go from here? So maybe that's what we can be. Maybe we can be the black view of the news, man. I I think that's something to consider. You know, I mean, I'm,
1: I'm, yeah. I've heard you say that before. Um, you know, and I'm like, okay. But to hear you say it again is kind of sitting with me a little bit, like, hmm. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That's something we yeah. can explore. So, you know, yeah. exciting times, ladies and gentlemen, exciting times. Exciting times, just trying to, you know, do what we can. Amen. All right, Daddy-O. Hey, thanks again. Okay, Wilfredo, uh,
3: my man. Good show, man. Yeah.
1: All right, thank you. Thank you for spending the time with us and sharing all that. Okay, man. All right. Yeah, all right, ladies and gentlemen. Man, I, I, uh, I didn't expect the time to go by so quickly. Uh, tonight, <clears throat> but you know there was other things I just wanted to express um, and and talk about and just make sure we got it uh, those points across. Um, we did really get into um, detail in regards to you know the the relationship as far as uh wealth in America. I mean we did just briefly just now and touching on again racial. Uh, sentencing disparities. You know, you look at. Uh, I think right now a lot of people are sending, uh, putting out articles about Lori Laughlin, You know, the, the the TV lady that bribed her way for her kid bribed way for her kid to get to college. You know, but then you look at. I think um, somebody in Atlanta, who, I think it was in Atlanta or Georgia. You know, got some years for just uh, a, a less uh, serious offense, if you will. But uh, the I guess these are things that we need to have and compare. Uh, I didn't want to get into a big comparison deal tonight. But just identify those disparities that uh, we deal with in black America on top of all the other things that we have to deal with as well. You know, what is wealth? Uh, we asked that last week. What is justice? I think that's something again we we asked but never really. I don't think we can identify. We we've been able to find common ground on. Um, is justice accountability? Is justice just getting a settlement? Is it both? You know, uh, so many things we have to overcome. But next week, ladies and gentlemen, we'll bring a uh, uh, another little thing to our show here. Dad and I will combine forces again and uh, focus on one show on Thursday, so no more Wednesdays. So look out for that pretty soon. Um, As always, I appreciate you all spending time with me. Uh, Please take care of each other out there. Uh, Wear a mask anyway. It looks cool. I like it. Be safe. Try not to do too much this weekend. I'm not sure what it's going to be looking like. I don't know. But you all be safe. Take care. Be blessed.
3: Until next week.
0: Oh brother. It's still a mystery. Yay, yeah, yeah. Will you hear my cry? Won't you hear my plea? Cause I'll never know, I'll never know how we feel, how we feel. Feels. where they walk, but they're walking in their sleep. I pray the Lord their souls to keep, because the wolves, the skies, the sheep patrol our street. And we all know that with you sow you shall reap. Those who do know you should teach. Through every loophole we're leave until we reach a common ground because when your hometown Becomes a battleground, ground Tears weighing down Because it ain't there It's hard when you're looking for love And it ain't there Or trying to read what the love for It ain't clear Because the well is running dry right Tonight another crit pass on a young side It's bad has a good